Well, home to the densest known concentration of rock art in the world, Western Australia's Burrup Peninsula, or Murujuga in the local language, has been nominated for United Nations World Heritage Listing. The federal government nomination follows more than four years of work from traditional owners, the state government and technical experts. Federal Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek says the nomination covers more than 100,000 hectares of land and sea, home to millions of petroglyphs, which date back at least 50,000 years. This place has to be protected forever and it has to be managed. Managed for the benefit of people who have connection to it, but managed for the benefit of all of humanity. But the peninsula is also home to massive woodside operations and plans by uh, one chemical company for a $4 billion urea plant. A traditional owner group, Save Our Songlines, is urging the federal government to delay the projects to allow the UN World Heritage Committee to investigate the region's heritage value and potential threats. Well, joining me now is Rhys Whitby, that's WA's Environment Minister. Welcome to you. Thank you, Andy. This is the first Aboriginal-led nomination. It would be only the second Australian site included on the list for its Indigenous cultural heritage. So does this strengthen the case for its listing, do you think? Oh, absolutely, it does. The Mirajuga Aboriginal Corporation have been central to this listing. They've, they've poured their heart and soul into this work. Indeed, the, 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 it goes back 20 years that local traditional owners have wanted this approach, uh, this this sort of worldwide recognition for what is simply a stunning example of traditional owner culture in Australia. So, look, it's uh, it will strengthen it, um, and I think uh, having having what we have in the Pilbara uh, in terms of one million to two million ancient rock carvings in the rocks of in the uh, bronze uh, red coloured rocks of the Pilbara. Uh, been here for thousands upon thousands of years and part of a continuous local culture of traditional owners. It is putting it on par with such things as Stonehenge and the Great Wall of China, and I think it deserves that status. So this is very important, and it's a very emotional and important day for local traditional owners here. Are you confident that the nomination will be successful? I mean, there are these concerns about the impact of heavy industry uh, and pollution on the ancient rock art? Well, look, it's an area that has been uh, nominated as 100,000 hectares of land and sea, which is separate and distinct from the strategic industrial area on the Pilbara. And that industry has been here since the 1960s, many decades. So it's a, it's a matter of managing the, the in getting the right balance. And that's why the involvement of traditional owners is so important. So I don't want to uh, underestimate the input of traditional owners. You talked about the Songlines Group. Well, part of the Murujuka Aboriginal Corporation includes traditional owners. It includes uh, obvious, and they number about 1,200. We also have a circle of elders. We have a board of management. We have representatives from the five traditional owner groups on the Barrett Peninsula. And they have gone through this process and been absolutely core and central to the process since it began. They put in four and a half years of paperwork, if you like, into the nomination document, which has gone to UNESCO in Paris. So, you know, they are very much uh, wanting to protect this country. And that's why they they put their heart and soul into this nomination, because they know it's so important. And that elevation to world heritage will give the area more recognition 
and more protection. The Save Our Songline leaders and traditional owner Raylene says industrial emissions are already damaging the yard. Is she wrong? There's no evidence of that. There's been a lot of money, many millions of dollars being invested in monitoring air quality in the area. Uh, There's no scientific basis to believe there's been any impact thus far. But we want to be absolutely sure, which is why, as part of this uh, nomination process, we've made it very clear, and we have in practice right now, a a large number of monitoring stations right across the borough, uh, which is taking air air samples, and that data is being analysed. And so we're we're basing um, that investigation on science. What science will tell us is whether there is an impact and whether we need to respond to that. At the moment, those signs haven't given that suggestion that there's need for that kind of action. There's already uh, very strict environmental controls on industry in the area. There are EPA processes about what uh, particulates can go into the atmosphere. So there's already a rigour around that, as you'd naturally expect. But with an extra investment to ensure the ancient cultural values are protected also. A leaked briefing note developed for the WA Premier and Minister for State Development back in 2018 said that World Heritage uh, listing uh, may have tourism benefits but could deter, uh, deter new industrial investment without careful management. I mean, the Traditional Owners Corporation has been lobbying for this for more than two decades. So was this nomination that we see today delayed in favour of industrial development and jobs in your state? No, not not at all. It's been a long process because it is invariably a long process to get to this stage. The document that was submitted to UNESCO is very thick. Uh, it's put, it's involved a lot of studies and input. You have uh, the industrial participants on the borough that have have uh, also uh, been part of this. They understand the need to protect this environment. So there's been no delay. But look, the traditional owners, this art has existed for thousands of years generations have been waiting for this day. So, uh, you know, it's taken a long time and it's a long process, but uh, we're prepared to wait a bit longer while UNESCO considers the nomination. It's 22 past four RN Drive. You're listening to Andy Park, WA Environment Minister Rhys Whitby is here. We're talking about the nomination of the Murujugu uh, in WA for inclusion in the World Heritage uh, List. I mean, your federal colleague, Tanya Plibersek, has commissioned a review of industrial developments underway on the peninsula. Would you welcome her making a a Section 10 declaration placing more restriction on development? I mean, if if it meant the World Heritage application was more likely to be accepted? Well, Minister Plibersek has uh, indicated that that process is underway, which is a federal process. So I'm not I'm not going to comment on that, and I understand the process is still very much live, so we'll wait to see what comes of that. But, but you know, be re- reassured that there is a rigorous uh, process already in terms of our State Environmental Protection Agency uh, looking at these proponents and, uh, and, and what their emissions are. And there is also a separate body of work in terms of investment of, I think, about $17 million into that analysing of air quality, specifically in terms of what impact that might have in, on ancient rock art. Now, to date, there's no scientific evidence that that has had an impact, 
but we want to be sure into the future that that continues to be the case. It'll take, what, 18 months, perhaps mm-hmm. more, for the assessment with the nomination itself unlikely to be considered before uh, mid-2024. A former member of the International Union for Conservation of Nature, which advises UNESCO on natural heritage, Christine Milne, who, of course, uh, you'll remember was also mm-hmm. the uh, leader of the Federal Greens, she says existing and proposed gas and fertiliser plants could jeopardise the approval. Have you met with Ms Milne? No, I haven't. But look, we... We, uh, as I say, already have a rigorous process about any new proponents uh, coming into the borough. It is a separate land area, a distinct land area. There's a large industrial, strategic industrial space. What the nomination to do is set aside uh, 100,000 hectares of land and sea that is part of this nomination. So, look, um, I think uh, what we have is, is something which Australia and the world can be very proud of. Uh, and at the core of the efforts for nomination are traditional owners. They know the land better than anyone. They they want this to occur, and they are very aware of the industrial activity that happens on the borough uh, nearby. So they know that 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 uh, that that industrial area has been operating since the 1960s, many decades. And we have not have evidence that the rock art has been impacted. We'll continue to monitor that to make sure there will continue to be rigour around emissions. Okay. All right. Um, I do want to move on to a consultation. I mean, the Federal Environment Minister says affording the site world heritage status would ensure the traditional owners are engaged in the management and protection of the area. How do you see that working? I mean, what requirements will there be for consultation? Oh, look, we have, you know, in terms of our national park creation in Western Australia, we have co-design and co-management. So very much they are equals in terms of management of national parks and they'll be equals in terms of the management of this area, uh, hopefully when it's successfully listed on the World Heritage Register. So uh, they're, they're, we, in Western Australia, we know the traditional owners know the country better than anyone else uh, and they are so... Uh, have the knowledge and the the background to know what what works and what can be applied. They also know that uh, in terms of the monitoring, for example, that Aboriginal rangers are actually the ones taking those recordings and that data and analysing it and sending it off for scientific analysis. So there are opportunities for Aboriginals, uh, uh, traditional owners in the area. They also understand the enormous tourism potential of the area because if we're successful in listing, we know that the world will want to come here. That's something that has to be managed sustainably and carefully, but it also uh, allows great opportunity for local traditional owners. They have a view. This area needs to be preserved and protected, mm-hmm. uh, but they also want to share it with the rest of, rest of the world. They want to share their knowledge and their culture. We'll have to leave it there, uh, Minister. Rhys Whitby is the West Australian Environment Minister. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Andy. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.